Steal My Show, episode three. Today we're joined by Mike Mannion, the area president for the Mid-Atlantic of Convene. Mike's here to talk with me about building high-performing teams and what it takes to get there. If you want to steal my show, I'll sit back and watch you go. Today we're talking about the importance of building high-performing teams. So David, tell us about walking the office one day in India a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was fascinating to me because I hadn't been there in a while and I showed up the very first day uh, quite early in the morning and the entire team hadn't arrived and I just started walking the halls. And I ran into uh, the first individual that I talked to and, and struck up a conversation after niceties shared with me, you know, the cafeteria has been closed for the past three and a half months, and I'm not sure when it's opening up again. Um, and I think a lot of people are just curious, what's going on? Do you, do you have any idea? Yeah. Um, I continued on, and as more people arrived, I ran into other individuals, I ran into the second person. And the comment after our niceties and catching up was, we've been promised chairs for the past nine months. No idea why they haven't arrived yet. Mm, couple people are having back problems. Um, I'd just love to know what's going on with these new chairs that we've ordered, right? Yeah. So, so did this compel you to get back in your car and drive <laughs> like, away? Right. Or, or did you keep walking around? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit tempting <laughs> to do that. I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And uh, I, I decided, you know, I better go figure out why I didn't know the answers to these questions, but I figured somebody here in the office had to. So what'd you do And next? so we kept walking around the office and I talked to several more people. Mm. And eventually here's what I learned, Mike. I learned that yes, there was a communication problem, but ultimately it was a team problem. The information existed within the leadership team, but the leadership team didn't have the fundamental trust between each other. They didn't have the fundamental relationship required to number one, share information proactively. And number two, if there was a void of information to ask for it. So in a, just a few words, David, what does that have to do with building a high performing team? What would you tell us to do? Yeah. So, so I'd say number one, you have to be deliberate about building that. If you leave team development to chance, by our very nature, we don't do that. We have to be deliberate. David, based upon that story, give us some advice. What should we do? I think we have to be deliberate. We have to realize how important it is to build trust, trust to the point of being able to be vulnerable with one another. So what does deliberate mean? Deliberate means, deliberate means purposeful. It means taking the time, carving it out. It means doing very specific things in order to build that trust up, going through exercises that really promote and encourage that. Give us an example of, of what deliberate looked like here. Yeah. So 
in one example, in fact, you know, the, the current executive team I have right now, about a year and a half, we had two members join that team. And the very first week, in fact, the second day, both of those members were on board, we went and had an offsite. And that offsite meeting was the team coming together, getting to know each other. We did personality assessments. We shared just social experiences, but we also worked on several business challenges that we were facing. And through that, the purpose wasn't just solving these challenges. It was actually getting to know each other, how each other worked, learning how people ticked and developing teamwork, developing from day one that it's okay to challenge me. So before they were hired, I'm sensing you already had a plan in place that that was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I actually sent as a prerequisite uh, or a precursor, a personality assessment of here's who I am as a person. Um, here's how I tick. Would love it if you went through and did this before your first day. So I know how you tick. Can you tell us about a time when you've perhaps been a little less deliberate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Un unfortunately, I'd love to tell you that I just knew this off the top of my head. Um, I've got a lot of scars on my back because I haven't done it. One of the instances that comes to mind uh, most immediately is there was an acquisition that we made several years ago. And I would call this acquisition a match made in heaven. From a values perspective, with the leadership team, we shared all sorts of, of things. From a vision perspective, we saw the future of the company the same way. And it was just a natural fit where this was going to be a match made in heaven. So what went wrong? I wasn't deliberate. Um, I didn't take the time to build the team. I relied upon the fit. I relied upon naturally coming together as a team because we were so aligned, at least in my mind, we were so aligned. Turns out we were aligned, but we never developed the type of rapport where we could sit down and I was willing to put everything out there and confront issues proactively and heads on. They never developed that type of rapport where they were willing to challenge the status quo. So the difference between those two examples is yeah. what? is deliberate. It's all about the planning, the intentional aspect of building team. It's worth the time. It's worth the investment. David, what does being deliberate have to do with humble confidence? You know, I think as leaders, it's absolutely essential that we have the confidence to act and confidence is all about being deliberate. It's all about being proactive in what we do, thinking through things in advance and then acting in a way that gets us to the outcome. So in the example you gave about being deliberate and intentional with the two new employees, mm -hmm. in what way did you demonstrate humility or being humble? You know, I, I think part of it is the way you approach it, right? I think leaders can provide leadership in different ways, but the fact that in that instance, I was the first to say, well, this is who I am. And there are different things that are odd and unique about me that you need to understand about how I tick. Could you give us the top 10 or 20 odd things about you? I, I, I'd no, be happy to. <laughs> just, just a joke. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. But, but I, I think that approach is so important, right? Because people want a leader who understands them to under who understands that they're not perfect that is willing to be vulnerable and lay their cards on the table david in your example of making the acquisition doing a lot of due diligence looked like the perfect fit yeah. but it wasn't yeah. in what way was that a lack of humility or you were not as humble 
right. as you might've been. Right. Well, yeah, I think the mistake that I made was that I got caught up in the fact that we had done our diligence. We had nailed this acquisition and it was a fit from a values perspective, from a vision perspective, but I failed to continue to develop the team so that it continued to be a fit. And I got caught up in what I had done well and forgot that this is an evolutionary process and high performing teams require continual deliberate building of that trust. You know, one of your core values is collaboration. Yeah. Would more collaboration up front been an example of humility and would it have produced greater results? I, I think so. And and I think collaboration in this in the fact a lot of people think of collaboration as is reaching consensus as um thinking through things as a team, but they forget that a big part about of collaboration is actually making decisions. And there's a hard part of collaboration as well. So what would have happened differently here if you had collaborated yeah. rather than not? I think, I, I think if we had taken the hard part of the collaboration, if we had built the trust that high performing teams have, we would have been able to roll up the sleeves and make powerful decisions because of our alignment that we could collaborate together on, but we can then move forward. What happened in this instance was we got stuck in the mud. We got stuck trying to build consensus and we didn't build a high performing team. We built a nice team that was very much aligned in a lot of ways, but was unable to move forward together. about the importance of being deliberate in team building. But if you're like me, you're asking yourself the question, okay, David, but what does it actually look like? What am I supposed to do? I can be deliberate, but if I don't know the steps, then I'm in trouble. So here it is. Quite simply, and quite frankly, it really is simple to build a high-performing team six steps that you need to take in order to build a high performing team. Everybody can do it. Number one, be specific about the team. That's right. You've got to name the team. You know, a lot of people say, I want a high performing company or high performing culture. No, 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 no. It's a team you're talking about. It's hard to have hundreds of people in your team. That's not a team anymore. Be specific about your team. I want my senior leadership team to be high performing. I want the client services team to be high performing. What is the team that you're a leader of? And make sure that all those individuals see that team as their number one priority. It's a fly see in a lot of leadership teams, um, a lot of companies, all the individuals feel like their departments are their team. Everything else is what they report into. Uh-uh. On a senior leadership team, on any leadership team, Quite simply, that team is your number one priority. So be specific about the team, name it, and know what you're talking about when you say the team. Number two, be specific, be explicit about what you're doing. 
quite simply go to that team and tell them, tell them, listen, we're going to start being deliberate about becoming a high performing team. I think we're doing okay right now, or I don't think we're doing okay, but we're going to get intentional. We're going to be deliberate, put it in their minds that they are a team that's required to be high performing. Let them know and tell them the steps you're going to take to get them there. Lay it out for them and make sure they understand that their commitment, their number one commitment is to the team. Number three, be intentional about the team members. You've got to hire, you've got to fire, you've got to cultivate, you've got to do all of your personnel decisions with the focus around culture, values, teamwork, the things that brings people together and allows them to work effectively together. You cannot hire first and foremost for competence. You can't hire for skill sets over values, over teamwork. If you want a high performing team, you have to have team players. It's why so many times in sports you've seen all stars that simply couldn't get along with their teams. And even though they were the best players on the team, they couldn't figure out how to win the championship. You've got to hire for team. Be intentional about building the team through the people you choose to be on the team. Number four, develop cohesion amongst the team members. Be intentional here. You've got to do things. Don't fool yourself into thinking that they're, you know, uh, you know, too soft or touchy feely. Uh-uh. Build trust. Teach your team to be vulnerable. Develop the ability within your teammates to get past the uncomfortableness of working with one another or, or being blunt or having a debate to have a high performing team. You have to develop that trust. You have to have that vulnerability, that ability to lay yourself out there and to be yourself and to bring your ideas to the table. That's a staple of building a team. Develop that cohesion. Number five, you've got to encourage and get the team to commit to having that healthy debate, holding each other accountable and driving results. It's all about results. It's all about accountability, holding each other to that. And the way you get there is through healthy debate. But you can only do these things if you've done step number four and you've built the trust and you've developed this vulnerability. So commit to it. Commit to driving results. Commit to the accountability, the healthy debate that gets you there. And then finally, keep doing it. Rinse and repeat. You can't just do these things once. It's not a month-long process. It's not a six-week process. It is what it is. It continues and continues and continues. Keep doing it over and over. Iterate on it. That is the secret. Number one, you've got to be specific about the team. Number two, you've got to be explicit about what you're doing. Number three, you've got to be intentional about the team members. Number four, you've got to develop cohesion amongst the team members. And number five, you have to commit to healthy debate, accountability, and above all else, driving results. Rinse and repeat. Do it over and over again. That's the sixth step, but it's the one that keeps it going. Go ahead. Give it a try. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. See you next time. And until then, go do something greater than yourself. To say if you want-